Yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Window Chats with Robin, the Instagram Live podcast where I sit by my window and chat with very interesting people. Uh, this is season five, and yes, it may be confusing because season four ended yesterday, but I have Elise Lee Goldenberg coming in, and it's a big deal. Oh my gosh. Okay. Hi, Allie. Invite. <laughs> Hi. Hi. It works. Ooh, love the haircut. Look at you. Thank fresh. You. Oh, I haven't been this blonde since high school, which was middle years ago. <laughs> it was yesterday. It was fun. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yes. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Long, oh, I'm okay. no see. I know. I, well, I saw a great show yesterday. It was uh, pretty fantastic. So kind oh, of a big deal. You. Thank yeah. you. This Jay and Shiloh biz. It's, uh, it was so cute. Thank you. Cute, but also, it wasn't. It was catered to adults, which I appreciated. So thank you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. That's kind of how I approach kids theater. I mean, if the adults aren't having fun, they're not going to want to take their kids, right? It's true. Yeah. But so you have two Jane Shiloh shows at the Fr Kids Fest. Fringe yeah. Kids Fest. That's what it's called? Okay. Yeah. So many words. And that's, it's, it's a lot of words. And there's... Uh, but you know what's so interesting because the actors are the same actors in both of them, right? Yeah. So what I'm curious and why I want to see both is what if by mistake, you know, they come out in the wrong costume or something like that, but then, you know, they start singing the wrong number and nope, that's the other one. The kids won't notice, but I, I would enjoy that. I'll okay. notice. I'll, I'll tell You'll them words. <laughs> Has that happened during a dress rehearsal yet? No. No, okay. they've actually been very good about that. Just like, okay, so we're doing this show now. All right. I feel like it's hard as the actor. Is it hard as the producer? Or, I mean, look, Haley being the junior producer, she's doing fantastic. That girl <laughs> yeah. has potential. Okay. I oh, see definitely. it. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's good to have the free child labor around to do all the monkey work that I don't want to do. So. I love when I said, Haley, are you getting paid? And she said, no, we're, we're going to talk. I'm telling you, we're uh <laughs> I feel her, okay? All this non-union actress stuff. What is this freebies I keep doing? But, you know, you do it for the art. And, and you know, it's... I, I think mom, she does so. it for the snacks. The snack? I, I never get offered snacks. Well, okay, you guys have a better thing going than I do. I like that. <laughs> what kind of snacks? What are we talking? What's a... Well, when I'm not around, apparently she gets ice cream. Oh, bad cough. Okay. <laughs> I see. I'm worried for that. I don't have kids, but if I do, I'm like, I'm going to be the one that comes in. Here's your healthy snack. And then like, Mike's going to be the fun one. And that's not fair. I want to be the fun one, but I don't want them eating ice cream all the time. I don't know. Ugh. <laughs> Parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> so can you tell the viewers just a general idea of what Jane Shiloh is about, how it come, came to fruition? Um, well, it originally came to fruition because like, as a parent of younger kids at the time, like our first Jane Shiloh show was in 2017 at the Toronto Fringe Festival Kids Fest, which even then had a lot of words. Um, <laughs> but uh, it kind of started out where taking a bunch of young kids to children's theater, I would watch them sort of having fun and be like, okay, we're seeing one of these again. All right. And I would be sitting there going, really? Why? 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 What, what is this? Um, and their, their, their TV shows kind of ran the gamut from Caillou, which 
I despise to this day. Um, a lot of thoughts on that, Joe. I agree. Yeah. Peppa Pig and like all, all, all these things where I was like, why is everything so dumbed down? Like kids kind of, they, they're a lot smarter than we tend to give them credit for. And adults sometimes a lot less. But if, <sighs> so if we could kind of create a show that meets in the middle so everybody's happy, then and parents will enjoy themselves and kids will enjoy themselves then that's kind of what I wanted to do. So I created this world about a brother and sister who live in this magical theater and use imagination and song and dance to help all the weird and wonderful creatures around them solve problems. And being musical and musical theater sort of genre, I was like, okay, so the songs don't all have to be like, twinkle twinkle and what whatever else like let's expose the children to songs that sound like actual musical theater songs yeah i'm still so, humming the jane shiloh theme song so yeah it's good stuff yeah so so for uh 2017 we hired uh and uh, like i teamed up with anthony bastianin and brett mckaig to do the songs for that one and loved him so much that we brought him back again so they're doing the songs for Prop Catastrophe and Brett McCake worked with Jake Schindler on Nightmare Neighbors, which is our other show this year. So we have two shows that sound vastly different with different characters and different storylines and stuff to kind of show kids, look at all the different kinds of music you can find in a theater. I love that. Not just kids, it's adults. I'm I was so impressed. I told you this yesterday. I'm so happy I didn't have to lie. It was a great show. <laughs> no, because I was laughing and I look around. I'm like, am I allowed to be laughing? I'm an adult. Is this cool? But it was, it was written very clever. I thought, <laughs> little jokes for me. It's kind of a, a musical version of The Simpsons or something. Although yeah. I guess The Simpsons is for adults. What's a kid's show that's funny for adults? That equivalent, whatever that would be. I don't know, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I found very few shows that the kids watched growing up that I actually was like, haha, that's clever. I, I, I think the closest thing I could come up with that I actually enjoy that technically is for kids is like Disney movies. But, oh yeah, okay. But I'm kind of like, no, the, 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 those are for grownups too. But let's face it. They are. I, yeah. E even when my kids are grown up and moved out, I'm going to go and see like Encanto 5 in the movie theater whenever that happens. That so, will definitely happen. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, yeah, that was actually a pretty decent movie. I'm having, see, you got your hair done. I'm getting my hair done tomorrow. So I'm just kind of like, what do I do with it? Uh, yeah, time. probably. We're just going to be twins. I'm not going to blonde it though. I'm keeping it brown. No. I'm not going to color it. I, I think I lost a, a good six inches today. <laughs> I know. I thought, ooh, it's kind of hard to see because half your body's cut off, but it looks, it looks yeah. uh, summery. I like it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Which is, I, I still want to be able to pull it off my neck I, when, when yeah. it gets hot out. So it's like, okay, happy medium. I, I have a nice change and it's still practical. Yeah. It's very fringe appropriate, I think. You go, uh, hello, yes, I'm a fringe creator. Uh, <laughs> it's artsy, but professional. Oh, yes, thank you. Yeah, of course. I, I really wanted to do, I mean, I didn't really know the cast, but I really wanted to, can I have your autograph and like take a picture with them? Uh, but like as a child, I was really gonna go full method with that. But then I thought that's a little much. 
But I really admire the fact that, again, you don't talk down to them, but the fact mm -hmm. that there's so much energy. And again, whoever's in the audience, I'm just feeding off their energy. I'm just going, oh my God, they're giving so much as performers. I am yes. tired watching this. I know how hard it is. And there's <laughs> so many shows. Oh my God. I know. Like how much caffeine must they imbibe in order to put on such a broad and energetic performance all the time? And then you go home and you just, I don't want to talk to anyone. Although what if you go home and you keep up that energy and that's just you, that's impressive. That's, oh, that's also a little bit scary. That's true. I got to give a shout out to your, okay. I don't know if I'm going to get all these actors names right. Um, I know there was Lise and Jada. And then I think Lise, this is adorable because I creep people. Is Lise engaged to the other, uh, what's his name? The wizard yes. guy. Yeah, uh, Kenton. Kenton. That was adorable. There was a proposal in a show. Okay. Yes, I creep them. I was very happy with that. <laughs> uh, it was very cute. And then, oh my gosh, remind me the fourth actor. He was so Kaylin. cute. Uh, Kaylin. Okay. Yes. I, I'm just bad with names today, but I can visually tell you what they were wearing. Mm -hmm. And they were just giving it and doing it. The choreography also was not bad. I'm like, there's a lot of steps here, you know? It wasn't just like yeah. a step touch. There was stuff done. You got the lighting and music and everything. It was nice. It was good. Thank you. Yeah, this is, this is we, the this We is left the out with our team. In case the reviewers don't come, here you go. Here's what I think, kid. I've uh, <laughs> got thoughts. Okay. No, but yeah. it is, uh, it's impressive to find a cast that can give that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we got so lucky with our cast and our team, our director, Chantal Ford, who was also our choreographer. She threw all of this together. And the fact that Fringe happens on such a shoestring budget and a shoestring timeline, and the fact that we were able to pull this off, pull off two shows in this amount of time, I'm just like, so in awe of what everyone around me was able to achieve with my silly little idea. So it's, I, you know I, what, it's just, not silly. It's you are, I, you're a woman of action. You go, okay. you see a show, you go, well, no, this isn't good enough. I'm going to create something better. And you did. And I love that. It resonates with me. That is why you are episode one of season five, young lady. Not because we're related at all. Just because no, you're fantastic. No, no. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I think you're fantastic for doing this, for like actually putting a spotlight on all these people, especially now, like to kind of remind people like, hey, theater is happening. Music is happening. Like th this stuff is still out there. Go see, do, support. And I think it's great what you're doing here with this. Oh, okay. well, I mean, thanks for coming on very last second. Let's, uh, so, okay, for people, if they want to see Jay and Shiloh, what is the best way for them to see it or order a ticket? Well, uh, you can go to our website at goldenbergproductions.com and we have links to the fringes box office there or you could go to the fringes website the toronto fringe festival's website or you could go to the box office at uh at kids fest which is at saint vladimir theater which is 620 spadina so we're right by the harvard bakery which is also very good and you can get tickets at the door, but buy in advance. Come support us. I mean, yes. Okay, I learned that when you did your show, was it 2017, when it was actually yeah. sold out? And I go, I didn't know a kid's show would get sold out. And then it was just the Jewish guilt for years. So I redeemed myself <laughs> yesterday. It was fine. Uh, but I'm like, I didn't think a kid's show would get sold out. And you go, well, yeah, it, it does. It's popular and it's a good show. So <laughs> get your tickets. <laughs> don't, don't make my mistake because... 
It was so fun. <laughs> Just, I, I can't stop humming songs. It was, it was great. I would, would you make a soundtrack? Oh, I have ideas for you. Okay. Jay and uh. Shiloh soundtrack. <laughs> it should happen. Maybe. <laughs> I think so. We'll talk. We'll talk offline. Okay. I'll produce another thing. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're oh also God. trying to um, turn it into a, a picture book series and stuff. So, so we, we, we have ideas on like getting this out there. So. That's amazing. I love that. I love, you're always so creative. I mean, I, I mean, when we spoke yesterday, like you were my, probably one of my first introductions to like theater. And I saw you and Miss Hennigan and Annie, I don't even know what the production was. And I go, oh, I want to do what she's doing. She's fabulous. And uh, grade well, six, Leo Beck oh, Day School musical theater. <laughs> well, it was great. I bought every, because you just came in and you're just owning your songs. Oh my God, I love this. What is this feeling of joy? <laughs> and I just like, not only do you perform and now you're writing, like you've been writing for so long to a point where I actually forgot that you did perform. Like Allie doesn't want to do my life. Oh no, she is a performer. <laughs> But the writing is so fascinating to me because you're very successful. You've done so many books. I'm reading your bio and I go, I forgot you did all this stuff. But how did you realize you were good at writing? Uh, I always wanted to write. Like, that, that, that was my thing. Like, if you'd asked me from the time I was, like, in kindergarten, like, so when you grow up, what do you want to do? It's like, well, I want to write books. For a brief period of time, I also said, I want to be a teacher. And then I did that and it was mostly substitute teaching and it was terrible I, I mean god bless everybody who can actually do that i i tried um i, I think i showed up one day to do a substitute teaching class at bialik hebrew day school and the woman hands me my entire lesson plan in hebrew without the little helper dots under all the letters and everything. And I'm just like- Nickel dots, of course, okay. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? And she says, well, you graduated from chat, so you're fluent. And I'm like, no. It's a conversation for another live, okay. Yeah, so I think that poor grade five class was coloring that day. But it was that and math and whatever they threw at me, I was like, none of this is what I actually want to be doing. So I kind of went back to basics and focused on my writing and everything else. And here we are. I mean, it's just something that I've always done. I've always made stories. I've always created things. And now I'm just going out there and doing it and pushing it and hoping that all this sticks. So well, I think you're doing great. And I, did you write a book with Joseph? Did I read that correctly in your bio? Yes. Oh yes. my gosh. Okay. So Haley's producing, Joseph's writing a book. All right. They're busy. Yeah. yeah J Joseph, uh, it kind of came about where we were just sitting around like, how come I never see you reading? And he was like, well, because no one has any books I want to read. And I said, oh. okay, well, what do you want to read about? And he said, rats. I want to read about rats and I want to read about baseball, ideally in the same book. I was like, okay. well, okay, so let's do that. <laughs> and so yes, we came up okay. with the whole story and we have a book coming out in November called Lucky at Bat about uh, this little boy who rescues these two rats and 
they discover that they love baseball. And so one of the rats, Lucky, kind of becomes the team mascot and it's kind of their adventure together in Little League. And that's so cute because the, well, I was going to say the two boys out of the triplets are doing baseball now. So is that part of the, okay. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. So uh, where are we going to, where are we going to read this? Where's the book available? Uh, where are you? It's coming out with Kohler Books and okay. it'll be available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. You will be able to buy it through Indigo's website for Kobo if you read on that too. Um, and we're going to try to get it on the shelves in other bookstores as well. And you'll be seeing more of these rats. <laughs> it, you know what? You're taking an animal or a rodent that no one appreciates and you're putting it on a book. It's an yes. underrepresented. Is it an animal? What was the rodent? What's the term for a rat? Uh, Creature? I say rodent. Okay. Joseph says pet. He has two of them of his own. I did not know that. And that is why I will not be visiting. Uh, thank you for, for warning me with that. Wow. Okay. Hey, what, Loki what? and Gus Gus are very nice, sweet animals. The names are adorable, though. How do you feed a rat? What is the, do they stay, what if the rat gets loose? Is there a cage protocol? Well, it happened a couple days ago. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like 7 o'clock in the morning and Joseph comes in, tears down his face going, Gus Gus is gone. I'm like, Why? what and he's like well the cage is open i'm like well why was the cage open i don't know so so we found him in the closet <laughs> because gus gus like his namesake if you've ever seen the cinderella cartoon he's this big chonky boy and that's what like loki who is a master escape artist and trickster and can squeeze under doors and everything gus gus tries and get stuck. So he wound up in the back of Joseph's closet, not actually able to leave the room. And so we <laughs> kind of found him just sitting there just like, fine, okay. <laughs> so pick him up, put him back in his cage, shut the door. And <laughs> here we are. I was oddly rooting for Gus Gus to be free. I just feel bad. But then that's not fair to no. No, because you know, you see you see the struggle. And uh, I don't know. I don't know who the underdog is. Gus Gus? Okay. No, I don't think so. No. I, I, I don't, I'm still kind of digesting the fact that you have a pet rat right now. So two pet rats. That's... But the names are so clever. Like you can tell you have an artsy background with these names. There's a well thought out. Well, clearly it's Loki because yeah. an escape artist. Oh, clever. Yeah, that is clever. That's so... Uh, so I didn't, I don't know if I specified and it is in your bio, but you have triplets, which yep. is no easy feat. And oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. How old are they? They're 11. Yeah, they're 11. Like I was saying. Yes. And, <laughs> <laughs> but has that affected your artistry in any way? Like, do you feel more inspired? Um, yeah, it, it's kind of made it more difficult to kind of schedule my mm. art that makes sense because I, I I didn't before I didn't normally think oh hey art is something that you need to schedule um but at the same time because I have to hmm. it kind of makes me strangely more productive right I see so that I, I didn't actually get my first book published until after I had the kids 
So wow, it, it was crazy because at the time, like we, we didn't do all the streaming stuff or anything like that. So it was me staying up all night long with three babies who at the time lived in the family room in pack and plays. And there literally was nothing good on TV at three o'clock in the morning. So I was like, okay, so I may as well actually do all these projects I've had rattling around in my brain for the past like 11 million years. And next thing I knew, I was like, cool, book series, got it. All right, so, so this is what I'm doing with my time now. It's, I'm just, I'm picturing an ad for having a kid. Are you not being productive? Have a child. <laughs> and I, just no, any no, artist no. out there that's struggling with time management, have a kid. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think it's because we had more than one at the same time, mm. strangely enough, because uh, we couldn't really sleep. So Brian and I were living this weird sort of shift system, like okay. shifts passing in the night, like he'd be awake and doing his work and helping with the kids and stuff from this hour to this hour. And then he'd go to bed and then I'd wake up and I'd start my shift of what's going on. So I, I was a nocturnal person for a while. It, it kind Were of you always in Did you just kind of adapt to the circumstance? I kind of adapted to the circumstance. It was very weird. It's like, you know what though? What I see, I, Sometimes when I can't, sometimes I get my best work done and I stay up after hours than I normally would. And I go, wow, I should do this more often, but then I don't want to because the yes. next day I hate life. So. Yes. Now, now that's kind of where I'm at, but thank goodness they're like full day school, full day camp and things like that. So I'm like, okay. So when they're gone, I can get stuff done. I, I strangely enough, I think I'm less productive now than I was before because now there's Netflix and Disney Plus and Amazon Prime and Apple TV and all these things. I'm like, okay, so they're not here. So I can watch all the inappropriate stuff that I can't see when they're around. I mean, here's what I think. And this is again, me not being a parent, but I say start them young, expose them to everything. So there's no shock value when they're older. Like, I've seen this. This is the norm. Uh, yeah, that's I'm, parenting I'm with of, Robin. I'm kind of working my way through those things. Like, little bits here and there where it's kind of like, oh, I forgot that movie was rated that. Ah! <laughs> uh, no, those, um, that's, no, that's not a naked body. That, and that, those swear words are just people, you know, it's, it's cool. Those are some new words. We learned, we're expanding your vocabulary <laughs> as children. You're welcome. <laughs> School. Yeah. Yeah. But Philip um, specifically loves anything scary. So, he, he gets annoyed when the movie isn't scary enough. And he's like, let's watch a horror film. I'm like, okay, so let, let's start small. And he's like, and, and so I've shown him Poltergeist, the, the classic one with Craig T. Nelson, or as Brian calls him, Coach. Um, and I, I've shown him Insidious, because I was told that that one was more appropriate, because there's less gory violence and no nudity, and the language isn't terrible. But both times, he's like, eh, that wasn't scary. What else you got? <laughs> like, okay. So, so we're kind Wait, of did you did you write a, a paranormal book? I did. I, I wrote a zombie novel okay. with my friend Anne Tran called Bath Salts. 
uh, that's kind of two women facing the zombie apocalypse in Canada, told through their diary entries. Oh, cool. And it's kind of our theory of what actually would happen and how best to not get eaten. And it's a zombie survival guide. Kind of, yeah, but uh, they, they kind of um, build a tiny house out in Nunavut because they're like, okay, the population density is going to be very low up there. So we're just going to drive from North York to Nunavut with our respective pets and important people. And just Do the rats make it? There for a while. Uh, there were no rats at the time okay. of the book. The so. Okay. Yeah. Part two, bring the rats. Uh, yes. <laughs> that is so, I love Nunavut. I, that's such a creative thing to think about. Let's, what would we do? Drive to Nunavut. Well, we put on a lot of four-hander musicals, apparently, while up there. Because one needs entertainment. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's like, there's, I love it. I love your ideas. I, 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 think, yeah. I, I think at some point in the book, there was actually like, Huh, okay, so some of us can actually sort of carry a tune. So tonight will be one night only, Songs for a New World, in none of it with no audience. <laughs> with no audience, I mean, look, depends on the crowd. Sometimes it's a small audience anyways. Oh, one person, there's more people in the cast. Hello, one person, enjoy. <laughs> That's so funny. Would you, would you ever take your books and make them into plays? Would you do that uh, crossover? I would love to. Yeah, I, I, I have some ideas of what I'd like to do specifically with some of the more fantasy novels. Oh, yeah. So I was like, hey, if Shrek could be a big budget musical, then why, why not some of the stuff that I've come up with? I mean, the fantasy, again, I, I'm just so impressed with anyone that's a writer. And you, you just do so many different genres. Do you just, again, is it you have ideas and you just yeah. write them down? Or do you say, I'm writing a fantasy and you write a I, fantasy? I, I think it kind of starts with an idea and I just kind of write it down and take it from there and uh, other times like um, Haley has been throwing a lot of books that she's been reading at me going write something like this so 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 now I'm kind of like okay so middle grade novel about someone who likes fashion <laughs> um, I, it's, I, a, it's a children's shop shopaholic of course of course uh... So we'll, we'll, we'll see if anything comes of that, but she's kind of pushing me towards, like, write something where nobody has powers and everyone's 11. <laughs> I mean, I counter, Haley. You start the writing and I will edit it. Uh, that's... I, you know what? I love, the mind. I love the mind of a child. I yeah. love seeing what they think and how they think the world works. And it's so innocent and for the most part, and it's, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, oh, that kid is dark. Wow. Yeah. Like Philip. <laughs> I, I mean, but still interesting perspective yeah. and okay. Mm -hmm. But they're not all the same, right? It's all a different personality, right? Oh, very people. much so. It's fascinating. So. Yeah. You got like a little human experiment in your, in your home. <laughs> Uh, they, they both have the same we... parents. Yeah, same parents, same exposures to things, but three vastly different personalities. It's really. I always want to do experiments. Oh, that sounds creepy. I want to do experiments on people. No, it's more like <laughs> it's more. I study the physicality of things 
And I like mm-hmm. seeing the different walks of kids and how they develop into adults. My God, that sounds so creepy. This is, I'm a physio, backing up, okay? <laughs> like, I don't like to watch kids walk. Well, that got weird. And we're live. Hey, I'm not editing it out. It's fine. I've said weirder things. But I'm, I'm just so, like, the fact that you can juggle the triplets and then also Brian's doing his thing and just mm-hmm. kind of keep pumping out creative stuff. It's kind of, I, I look at your life and I go, I have no excuse to not be more productive. Oh, just write your own stuff and put it on. That, that, that's yeah. how it works, right? Pretty much. But I mean, I don't think it's like, what was your first, did you ever feel like, oh, I made it or I'm getting recognized now? I'm still most days thinking that I'm working towards that. Okay. I mean, I've applied to be a guest at this year's fan expo since they finally opened up author's alley again so if i get it i'll be like ha okay this is actually a thing but um yeah it's something that they used to do and for an organization that i want to bring me in for for me to be like guys you kind of messed up when you decided that we were a fire hazard and you moved us for a bunch of beanbag chairs and cut author's alley entirely good on you for bringing us back but (laughs) yeah it it was a thing for a while where like authors specifically local authors and all sorts of things could come on as guests and run panels and stuff under the escalators at the metro toronto convention as a part of fan expo but then they told us that we were a fire hazard and they canceled it entirely and filled the area with beanbag chairs I just love, where can we put the authors? I don't know, there's a spot under the escalator, I guess. That's kind of where we were. I can picture it. I've been to that, uh, I just wouldn't, I don't understand. Uh, But I didn't organize that event, so I have no thoughts. Okay. Other than weird, but. Yeah, that's how it was. But, But we were our own little community of weirdos, so. I, you know what, the term weirdo, I, I used to feel like it had such a negative connotation when someone said I was weird. And then I thought, you know what, that just means that um, I'm different than you and you don't understand me. And that's cool. You do your thing, but I'm going to keep being what you think is weird. And I am trying to tell myself is awesome. So empowering it, it awesome. the weird. I mean, yeah. normal's boring. It's true. We're, we're, we're artists. Our artists are inherently weird and we just got to own it. But I think that from that, like, it's not just the, the, I don't know. It, it's something about th- you think a little differently than someone else or mm-hmm. you see things differently. And I think that's just being human, but some people yeah. don't, don't like when you don't have a similar viewpoint or act differently. And I think that's their problem. Exactly. I, I think every single person on this planet is their own brand of weirdo. Yeah. I love that. Oh, that's beautiful. Write a book. Okay. Okay. You're your own weirdo. Okay. <laughs> I get Starting nothing day. but 11-year-olds. <laughs> in fashion. In like the fashion. most fashionable weirdo <laughs> shirts. You know how Mean Girls do that whole random... Yeah. yeah it's going to be weirdo fashion. And then you'll have a series of Barbie dolls that are just weirdos. Ooh. Oh, now do I have to give you a cut of this? Just a little bit. I'll take 10%. Okay. Eh, right off the top. Okay. Right. I've been doing this voice all day. This is, this is something that shocks me. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. I said only half an hour and we went two minutes over. Oh God. Brian's going to be so upset at me. He's so good at producing. Okay. Um, Is there any final 
thoughts, any final things you'd like to share other than obviously guys, see Jane Shiloh. It's great. It's see both shows. I have to see the second show. Otherwise I'm going to get Jewish guilted. It's going to be very uncomfortable. I won't be able to see you guys ever again. <laughs> no, but um, is there anything else you want to promote that we haven't touched on or? Um, I, I think we've covered pretty much everything. I mean, books lucky at bat is coming out November. So by that, read about rats and baseball. Um, Jay and Shiloh is going on right now at the Toronto Fringe Festival Kids Fest, which again, very wordy, but that is what it is. Live Feeder's back, which is fantastic. And I'm very happy about that. Uh, come see our amazing, talented cast. We're at St. Vlad's and it's a good 620 Spadina Avenue, right? Yes. Yes, okay. Thank you for making it walkable for me. That's very sweet. Okay. You're very welcome. I, I mean, the other one was this. closer. I'm just saying. The other venue was closer. So, was. yeah. Yeah. But that's cool. <laughs> but no, Ellie, thank you so much for coming on. I can't, uh, I will, oh no, I can't commit to the second show. I've seen the first one. It's fine. But I do want to see the second one. I have conflicting thoughts. But thank you so much for coming on. And well, thank I you can't so much wait. for having me. Yeah, you were great. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you, future viewers, for watching. And best of luck with the Fringe. Best of luck with all your, your books and creative outlets. And sending love to the family. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Say hi to Mike for me. Will do. Okay. Bye.